record, go live, it's called Fourth SL Podcast Week 7 Season 2. Make sure it goes live. It's funny because I didn't edit the audio at all last time, and I just posted it straight into the podcast feed. Um, and then I saw Todd today posting like, oh, I never got the audio. Meanwhile, I didn't even put the intro music on anymore. Like, I'm over post-processing in its entirety. <laughs> I'm just like, here's the audio. It's going up. I'm not editing a thing. And from now on, that's going to include me going, okay, uh, we're setting up. All right, I think we're good to go. All right, I think we're good. Yep. I'm going to press play, and we're streaming. That's that's what's going to happen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 4th String Leagues podcast, sometimes known as 4th Center, sometimes known as the A-Team, sometimes known as why the hell do we do this to each other. Uh, my name is Jeff Solomon. I am the current commissioner, as of this recording, of the 4th String Madden Football League. With me this week is... Justin, aka JK, aka the Browns owner, uh, and we have some last-minute topics we scraped together uh, to make a show, and it'll probably end up being two and a half hours long anyway, uh, despite the the way we do things, because that's just how it always seems to end up. Um, Justin, I'm going to start right away with you talking about your game this week, and if you'd like to talk about a happier time, maybe your game last week as well. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and t- tell us about your recent experience. Yeah, um, I-, I was not entirely surprised that I uh, got my butt handed to me by the Bears. They're one of the best teams in the league. And I think uh, it-, it was, I went into it thinking this was going to be a good litmus test. I'd won five in a row. Uh, I was running the ball extremely well. Um, I was uh, flying high, but I also had been playing a lot of teams kind of around my division skill level things like that um so i played the uh the bears and predictably i uh could hardly do anything um i i couldn't run the ball very well um i uh had a little bit of success passing the the football um i couldn't stop him i want to say his quarterback finished like 18 for 18 on the day like it was it was absolutely a master class of futility um the final score, I think I lost by by three touchdowns, um, and it was it was humbling. Uh, I I went in with the idea that I was probably going to get humbled. It was I think a bigger ass kicking than I was emotionally prepared for, so uh, I I needed a break after it. But um, yeah, uh, still at at five and two. Uh, I'm still in the lead of the division. I'm back on some AFC uh, teams this week, so hopefully I can be a little bit more competitive. But like. I mean, they—they're they're one of the best players we have. So I—I I don't want to get too up in, um, you know, feeling like my stuff doesn't work anymore just because they shut me down. Your defense worked at least uh, when I played him. I gave up a fifty burger, um, which I can say for certainty. I'm looking it up right now, but I'm sure I threw at least five interceptions that game. I'm sure I felt under constant pressure as I normally do. Uh, Five interceptions from Dak Prescott, exactly. Actually, um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm throwing up a little bit of B-roll uh, so people can see what's going on. I finally scored some points in the third quarter. The, the big thing for me is, um, you know, obviously my offense is very Nick Chubb dependent, and I really depend a lot on like those home runs from Nick Chubb, like him 
hitting, you know, a 70, 80 yard run for a touchdown, which honestly happens a couple of times a game typically, but against a, 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 a play like this, I just wasn't on the table. You know, I was, I was still able, I, you know, I said they shut him down. I still ran for like 120 yards or something like that, which uh, is disappointing after a bunch of 300 yard games, but still isn't terrible. I passed for 180 yards. I only threw one interception. So it's not as though I was making the sorts of massive mistakes that leads to, you know, losing by 50. It's just little things. Like I just, you know, drives would move a little bit and end in a punt. You know, his drives would typically just be, as Perfect. long as he wanted to have the football until he got to the end of the, of the field and he scored a touchdown. Throw in a couple of fumbles because there's too many fumbles in this league, despite what you say. And uh, Browns went home with their tails between their legs. I'm curious why uh, why you feel he was effective in taking down Chubb. I don't feel like roster-wise it's an unfavorable matchup for you. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a couple of things. Um Something that uh, Nick Chubb does really, really well is is get to the edge, right? Uh, you know, stretch plays, any like outside zone type plays. Uh, w- with his combination of speed and power, uh, he's pretty effective there. Um, but he did a really good job of effectively stacking up the middle of the line with his um, defensive line. And that he is a very, very uh, fast and active user with uh, linebackers. Uh, and so is, you know, I would try and stretch it out and he would just often be there right around the same time. So again, like, you know, instead of those being 12 yards to carry, which is honestly what Chubb averages this year, you know, I'd, I'd get hit for a three or four yard loss. Um, and you loss? Know, not be able to, uh, well, sorry, not loss, like a three or four yard gain, not be able to turn the corner <laughs> or like plenty of times get stopped at the line. Um, there's a lot of runs that went for zero yards and then, you know, you know what happens? You end up behind the sticks. You start trying to throw the ball, and uh, unlike uh, them, you know I had had a tough time completing passes. Um, you know I didn't throw a lot of interceptions because I'm very careful, but um, it was very difficult for me to to get the ball in my receiver's hands at least consistently. Consistently, you know I would need to complete probably eight passes in a um, drive to get all the way to the end zone, just because they did such a good job like making my progress really slow. And I could maybe hit four, five, but I, I can't do it all the way down uh, against a team like that. Uh, and so as a result, you know, old, old Chubbers ran for 120, which means it's probably time to put him out to pasture. Old um, Chubbers. <laughs> and uh, and I lost pretty substantially. Yeah, I'm curious how many close games the Bears have had uh, this season, giving our own personal floundering. If, we've right. lost two, at least. Uh there are no undefeated teams worth mentioning. Um, yeah, yeah. And going into it, uh, they, they had two losses. I had one, but I didn't want that to go to my head because I know, frankly, they play um, in a much tougher conference than I do. Um, and so, like I said, I expected, honestly, I, I looked forward to it as a test to see if um, I could continue having the success with Chubb that I've been having. Um, you know, pregame, I set the over under at 75 yards and that was based off of the other NFC team. I played the 49ers in game one. Um, I managed to exceed that because I broke a couple like medium sized runs, but it was still, it was still tough sledding. I, I don't believe this formula I have is going to be a potential like Super Bowl winning formula. I do need to diversify and continue trying to find some kind of spark throwing the ball. Um, but that's a work in progress. Oh, and, and just... The, the the thing that's driving me crazy, which I, 
you, you see me complain about all the time is the fact that I, I can't freaking rush the passer. I cannot get pressure. I have Miles Garrett and I have Micah Parsons and I apply zero pressure to anybody. And I feel like if I don't throw the ball within like two and a half seconds, I get sacked every time. And I've tried like blitzes. I've tried moving their positions around. Um, I've tried using them. I've tried not using them. I don't know what it is. I, you know, you should get pressure with those two, at, you know, as your uh, basic, you know, dedicated pass rushers, but I don't, and it kills me. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I'll say when I decided to trade Micah Parsons, part of that decision was based on the idea that he would need to be usered because it seems like his skill set in the game is to be controlled, be really fast, make a move off the initial uh, snap and then run for the QB. And I also noticed in the Dallas playbook, which I don't use on defense, uh, it's set up to use Micah Parsons as a uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end. So you leave, like some of the playbooks are custom that way. Like the Saints playbook makes your, your tight end quarterback sometimes if you choose the wrong play because uh, they have Taysom Hill. Yeah. <clears throat> so like the defensive playbook for the Cowboys has their... Uh, I think it's right outside linebacker that moves onto the edge and out around the edge and is mostly the blitz guy on a lot of packages uh, so that Micah Parsons can be put in the depth chart at outside linebacker and still be like an every down blitzer kind of guy. Um, so maybe look into that and moving him off the yeah. defensive line. I don't yeah, know. So I've, I've been toying around with the idea of changing my defense entirely. Like, I don't dislike the way my defense runs. It's very it's very difficult to run against my defense. And I give up very, very few to no big plays. Um, but similar to what you see out of, like, the real-world Seahawks over the last couple of years, what ends up happening is it's 10-minute drives that end up in a touchdown. And so it's just, you know, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5 until the end of time. So uh, I, I need to figure that out. And so, you know, maybe maybe switching to a 3-4 would do it and putting them at a, a, you know, putting one of them as a rushing outside linebacker. Maybe I just need to be a better user pass rusher. Honestly, I don't know if this is a rational fear. My biggest fear, honestly, isn't even so much that uh, I'm not having success on the field. Uh, like, I want to win on the field, but I do enjoy the team building more than I more than I enjoy the on the field product. Uh, my, my biggest worry is if I don't like play well with them, I'm going to lose their X factor right. <laughs> at the end of the year. That's, uh, that's so a real like, concern. Like, like, yeah, that's like my, big, it, my biggest motivation to, to try and get sacks out of them. Like is, is just to, to maintain that like rarefied status. I think you're safe because of his age on Parsons. With Parsons. I think I am. I'm more worried about Garrett. I don't know. I don't know how that, Homework yeah, works, like but I remember, yeah. uh, I remember overall, so. Kyler Murray last year lost his superstar after season one and never got it back because someone had just thrown too many picks with him or something. And uh, Herbert yeah. had that happen. I remember their bias against four foot ten quarterbacks. I mean, I mostly just remember quarterbacks having it happen. So maybe that's yeah. the real concern. Um, I was worried season one that because I had thrown thirty and thirty with Dak that he would lose his X factor. Yeah, and if he's not an X-Factor quarterback, I'm um, paying $50 million uh, for someone who's just taking five sacks uh, a half <laughs> and throwing five <laughs> interceptions right. a game. Yeah. Um, which I respect I respect the dedication uh, from the Browns, so dedicated to the run that you refuse to have a quarterback who can throw the ball. Uh, so, okay, I, I feel like that is a significant uh, misunderstanding in the league. I will. So last year I was probably 
top two like run to pass mix right like the uh number of times i ran relative when i, when I passed was it was like 80 20 right and there were some conversations in, this, in the offseason about whether or not there needs to be rules around that mix it didn't really go anywhere but i did uh want want to make an effort now that i've like really established the run to pass more and i'm not at a 50 50 split but i'm at about a 60 40 like this last game yeah i ran the ball with chubb 25 times i also threw 18 passes it's not like i abandoned the pass entirely um but what happens if you're you know if you are the most successful moving the ball by running and you need to move the ball to win like you're you've kind of pigeonholed into all right do i pass poorly uh or do i you know stick with what works and at least try and like slowly chip away at this deficit um kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't think but like the the, the browns are significantly less one-dimensional um and, you know, the, the fact that I'm, I'm going in on quarterbacks, I think, should be evidence of that. Quarterbacks are interesting right now. Um, I'll, get, I'll get to my game in a minute, too, which is fresh. But um, there used to be, like, this desperation to find the QB. And I feel like this year it's gone far into the other direction. Uh, and maybe partially because we've had two drafts instead of one so far. But uh, so many teams have these franchise quarterbacks who are 73 overall 74 overall but 22 years old uh you know on their rookie contracts because both that, the the pre-draft the thing though they're so expensive now they're they're outrageously expensive uh and especially like when when the biggest contributor to quarterback overall is awareness which doesn't matter because you're the brain of the quarterback it's it's pointless to pay an expensive quarterback in madden there's no reason to do so Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know if there's no reason. I, I like. I think I would be playing worse with Matt Carroll, Matt Corral yeah. than I would with Dak. Um, but I don't. I still look at the other traits more. Uh, so, and I think awareness does have something to do with it. I think there's like an article posted that like looked into the code and said like if your QB is below this awareness, they like are more likely to to throw into coverage or something. I don't know. I'm I'm paraphrasing from. I remember a post a long time ago that said like, if you're not hitting these markers, then uh, your player's less likely to do something. That's like an, an yeah, 83 I, I, and an 82 are the same thing, but an 85 is like the next level of something. I I've seen that about specific attributes. Um, I don't know about uh, that specific, but like Dak, you know, you you put Dak on the block. I would love to trade for Dak. I would love to have Dak on my team. I can't pay him. 30 to 50 million a year right uh, i mean i'm i would like to not be paying him 30 to 50. <laughs> i'd be glad to pay right. him 30 um him being an x factor is the big is the only real thing like i would rather have an 80 overall qb versus a 90 overall qb making 25 million dollars difference except his x factor abilities actually do seem like they're worth something uh, as far as helping yeah. me it, and 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 that's the whole rub with Madden is like you know you put a player like Dak Prescott you know on the block and between the fact that he's an X factor with with great throw power with good uh speed and like a ton of like abilities you know in a ideal scenario people should be coming out of the woodwork to pick that up because you you can't get you know quarterback like that in the NFL readily available right you put him on you put him on the block in the Madden league and like people just laugh at you because like no like no one's trading to pick up a they were in season one and then everyone figured it out but uh 
like, yeah, I played the Saints this week, and Jameis Winston, I think, went like 18 for 20. It's like, if you can do that with Winston, why would you want Dak? The problem is, yeah, I exactly. can't. I can't do that. I, you know, <laughs> uh, a first round pick was traded to pick up uh, Kirk Cousins at one point, and now he's an, a, a free agent that nobody wants right. to touch. Well, because, like, I mean, the Colts and first round picks is, is like yeah, a take me to duty. That, that's true, but it doesn't change the fact that like his his attributes are really really good. Like his uh, abilities in game are excellent. He's just not worth the price. Like even just as a free agent off the scrap heap, like mm-hmm. it's it's just no one wants to pay it. There's so many quarterbacks. There's a it's like running backs too. There's just so many, and you just don't yeah. need to make that change. Like unless you have a guy like Justin Fields who's who's running with a 90 speed. There's not really a difference between a 76-speed quarterback, and an 85-speed quarterback. Uh, there's not a difference yeah, yeah. between a 92-throw power and an 89-throw power. Like, you're not making different plays. And exactly. the only and, difference and I, is how much you're paying them. And, yeah, and I so I, I think the biggest problem is really with the, the quarterback market are economic. And it's an issue because there's – in the NFL, you have ways to address that with, like, restructuring or, like, redistributing how money is uh, doled out in a contract. Well, you know, you don't have to change the terms of the contract. You can just restructure it so that um, you're paying money at more reasonable intervals. And we've thrown out ideas like that in this league to help with that exact sort of thing where we can more easily budget for our teams and things like that. But there's no appetite for it. And I think as long as we don't have a fix for the economics uh, that's reasonable and makes sense, well, it's also, really it's also the economics good. of the game existing from real-world contracts. You know, yeah. you can say no one's going to pay $50 million to a free agent quarterback in our league. True. Mm-hmm. Every team's going to do that in the NFL. Yeah, but in the NFL, teams can restructure the quarterback. They can restructure other players to move money around so you can afford to field the team. You can't do that here. It, it all just hits, like, right now and next year. And you can't – you don't have any levers to pull to, to try and, like, manage the cap. Uh, and so what happens is you cut a you you, you trade somebody like a a, a Walton Danzler who the Browns gave a guaranteed contract to and you're eating a hundred million dollars for a player who's not even on your team. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that though. <laughs> hey, it's 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 how I was able to put together uh, that offensive line. Like I saw some stupid suggestions that I cut Dak Prescott to save twenty million dollars. I'm like, I can that was pay- my suggestion as well. That's that's insane. Like I don't need the money that badly. I would much rather have a good quarterback. Than to yeah, do what you're it's, doing. It's it's a a little tongue in cheek, uh, but uh, you know if if the reality is that you don't want Dak, then then bite the bullet and do it. If you well, that's not the reality. And, and, the reality yeah, isn't and, that I don't want him. It's that I don't want to pay then, him. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and I saw plenty of of bad offers for him too from the same people making fun of me. Okay. You know, someone sent me their sure. seventy four overall QB and was like, "Let's do a straight swap," and I'm like, "No." Like, like I'm Wait, still, okay. I'm still Wait, eating his it, salary. Was was that just like a multiverse version of you reaching out to you? Because that's something like the type of offer you make. Well, so there's two types of people who use the trade block, or I should say, there's two types Seth of. Seth Jolliman was uh, was on the other end. No, it was not. <laughs> um, there's two types of trade blocks. One is I'm going to cut this guy, and I want to get whatever I can for him. Yep. And the other is I want to see what's out there if I was to trade them because it would, might benefit me to do so. Dak Prescott was the second. Dak Prescott yeah. was, and Demarcus Lawrence too, who who got a huge uh, ability upgrade today. Not superstar, but like he got like you know one of those things where you get an upgrade point and it gives you like 
10 points spread out across every rows and rows of boxes. Yeah. 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 He got one of those today. All, all right. old man, Demarcus Lawrence at age 31 and 89 overall. And everyone's like fucking trash. And I'm like, okay. 10 sacks, a, a season trash, but whatever. Okay. Um, great against the run trash. What am I ranting about again? I forgot. I lost <laughs> on my rant. Uh, I was saying, Oh, the two types of, of trade blocks. So like Dak Prescott was fishing. It was, can I replace him? And I see Baker Mayfield in free agency is like 79 overall. And like, I can pay him 15. And I think I could play with that and like would do crazy stuff with that space. The other is uh, Casey Hayward, who I just traded a fourth round pick for. He's old, but he's 85 overall. Even if he only plays this season for me, that's an 85 overall corner I got for a fourth round pick which like, I'm not good at drafting. I was never going to find someone good in the fourth round anyway. Um, and everyone just like turned up their nose. And so they took the best they could from them for a guy that they like didn't really want on their team. And there are lots of guys like that. Like I was just hyping up Demarcus Lawrence, but I wanted to trade him to get the cap space because I have four good defensive linemen and Demarcus Lawrence, who's amazing. So it's like, if I can get something back somewhere else, I can still start four good people and yep. save all this money, which could help me do something else. Um, that's not to say I'm desperate to get rid of them, you know? But if you're a team like the Texans or the Giants or the Vikings, where you're struggling, but you have cap space and your roster is so young that like you just are waiting around for them to develop to have good players, why not go get an old? I don't understand the fear of the old. I've had Calais Campbell two games in a row, and he's been like my best player every time. Well, he retired. JJ Watt every time you can. Yeah, I mean, you you do have a unique affection for the geriatric players. I will say that. I think there's a fear for them that makes them discounted. That I, I like don't get the fear. I understand they get worse over time, but like if you go from an 88 to an 86, and I gave up a fifth round pick to give get you, I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, I, I think that the way that you look at it is probably a little bit more realistic. Um, uh, a lot of because uh, I, I do, I think everybody is thinking, oh, regression, therefore I don't want to touch this guy. Right. Uh, and it's the fear of retirement, too. That's my yeah. real fear, is I'm not afraid of regression as much as I am retirement. Oh, yeah. No, as, as somebody as mid to late 30s, retirement terrifies me. Um, but yeah, I, I also think that. Um, you know, part of the problem with those guys, too, is like they do costs, right? So, you know, there's money associated with it. And it, it it does seem to always be the case, too, that like for the first couple of years in any new Madden, everybody's pretty cash strapped. And then by the time we hit like the last season, infinite free money everywhere. And there's no uh, one to spend it on. Yeah, and there's <laughs> no players to spend it on. Exactly. Right. I think one of the mistakes we made, you know, mistake is not the right word. It's it's like a multiverse thing, like you're saying. But um I pushed really hard for us to do the preseason draft before season one, because I, I do think it's important to have these players that are fun and like get invested in. And, players is the most fun thing we do. But the way we did it, and this is the second time we did it this way, was we made a different league and we brought over a handful of those guys. And I think the better thing to do would have been to sim ahead a season, which is easy to say now because the draft is fixed, supposedly, but it was broken then. So who knows what would have happened? But um I think the thing to do is to sim ahead of season, toll those contracts so people aren't sitting on those rookies, uh, real-life rookies. You know, get Trevor Lawrence yeah. to hit free agency. Make Justin Herbert have a decision like that, you know? Like, you can start this league, play four seasons, and and have, like, some of the best players never come up for a second contract, 
because Sauce Gardner was a rookie when we started, you know? Yeah, I, I think there's some logic to that. I, I think there will always be some resistance because people also do like some of the teams and don't want rosters to change too much without their direct uh, intervention. But I do, I agree. I think that, you know, any one of us who likes building teams does the same thing, which is we orchestrate all of our contracts to expire at the end of year four uh, uh, or after that because right. that doesn't matter, right? So we can, you know, push everything there. And then, so if you, you know, That's basically- working for the Chargers. Oh, also, a correction from earlier: the charges are undefeated. I said no one was. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and their 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 point differential is ridiculous. It's like plus eighty eight or something. They're, they're and they so... they just addressed their biggest uh, hole by getting a defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, although, yeah, that's one of those things where like uh, I think in the NFL, I'd rather have Joey Bosa uh, because pass rush is so important in the NFL. And since pass rush hardly works in Madden, yeah, give me that badass defensive tackle. Hardly works. Okay. Anyway, I mean, I you you've heard my experience. Tell us. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about your Cowboys. Stargazers, sir. Stargazers. Uh, right. respect, Stargazers. Respect, respect, respect the rebrand. Uh, also, I'd like to take this moment to remind our audience we are uh, live and have a chat, and we'll take uh, questions. And if my eyes look like googly eyes, it's because I'm using GeForce eye-tracking thing to make it look like I'm always looking at the camera when I'm not, and it's freaking out because I'm wearing these glasses. It's very funny, I think, the way it, like, pops. It's very humorous. Um, yeah, you, you look a little bit like uh, Christopher Lloyd's character at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Sure. <laughs> uh, I played the Saints this week twice, but I also want to talk about my game against the Giants, which was last week. Um, I rolled over the Giants entirely. I... Never felt like I could do anything on offense that wouldn't work. Every run was for seven yards. Every pass was for 20 yards. It seemed like everyone was open every play. And I cannot tell you why, uh, nor can I tell you what I did <laughs> differently. But when I went to play the Saints, suddenly no one was open. Every run was minus two yards. And I, I was struggling so hard. So hard on offense. Uh, I threw seven interceptions, uh, and by some miracle, I only gave up twenty-one points. Uh, one of them was a pick-six. My my defense was just doing spectacular at stifling them when I turned the ball over. If they were uh, the real-life Rams, Jalen Ramsey would have been screaming at me on the sideline. Um, so that score is not the game I'm talking about because, uh -oh. as it happened, the game ended on a disconnect. Uh, the first time. So we played four almost full quarters and it was 21 all. I was down seven to 21 at halftime. And then it was 21, 21 right after the two minute warning, I scored a game winning uh, game tying touchdown. And uh, I'll say playing the saints, it felt the most like football on TV in that most of the drives ended in punts. There were fake punts that, like, didn't work and set up yardage and, like, let me back in the game. And uh, there were big coaching decisions. and They didn't all work. Um, and it was just back and forth struggling more than it was, like, someone just rolling over the other. And I kick off after tying the game with, like, a minute 50 left and force a fumble on the kickoff, which I had accidentally set the game to, like, strip. Uh, in my settings on the previous drive because I was trying to desperately get the ball back and I and I forgot to turn that off and 
cause like a big fumble on the kickoff. He recovers it. He recovers his own fumble. And the game then reviews it. And I'm like, I wonder what they're reviewing. Are they reviewing if there was a fumble or are they reviewing if he recovered it? Because it seems like a recovery is not going to be reviewable. But also, like, if I get the ball back, amazing. And it says first and goal. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got the ball. And then I think about it for a second. And I'm like, wait a second. Why would it be first and goal? He's at, like, the 30-yard line, though. I wouldn't be first and goal if I had the ball. It brings up the thing. He's first and goal from his own 25. So it's, like, first and 75 to go. And he runs a play, and it's second and goal. And I say, hey, man, uh, I think this is messed up. And, like, on the one hand, I don't think you're going to get it in four downs. But I also, you know, I have a heart. I'm not going to do this to you. I think we should, like, try and fix it. Um, but there's only a minute 50 left, and, and like, every second counts. You're okay, just, I just want to throw yeah. Wait, did you say first and 75? Yes. It didn't say 75, though. It said goal. From the tw- from the opposite twenty five. Yes. Oh sh! I was thinking from like the twenty five going. Oh my god. I got a I got a screen cap here somewhere. If I can, I don't know how long it'll take me to grab it. To be honest, I don't want to like go on a spin all right. ton of time. Um, but it's from right before it disconnected. Actually, it's not from first down. It's from like second down. Um, but I can share if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. Okay, one sec. Print screenshot righto. I'm just gonna throw this right into our stream. Uh, oh, that didn't work. Let's try again. Well, here, I've, uh, I have the moment where it disconnects queued up. We can take a look at that. Yeah. Okay. So just pause there. It's 21-21. It's fourth and goal, uh, and you can see where he is on the field. And that's because what happens next was I said, "Hey." Punt it back to me, and I'll punt it back to you. We'll lose 10 seconds, which sucks, but you'll get the ball back, and it'll be right. Um, sucks for me, because I'm the one who doesn't have the ball, mostly. Uh, it just goes great. He punts it, goes straight out of bounds, like direct, like a bad punt, and then it says second and goal, or third and goal. <laughs> and then he still has the ball, even after punting it. And we're like, what the hell is going on? So, like, okay, punt's not working. Just spike the ball. Clock it. You know, it'll take up one second. You'll turn the ball over on downs and it'll give me the ball back. I'll do the same thing. He spikes it two times. And when he gets to the third time, fourth and goal, he runs this play. And I mean, you have the clip, so you know what happens. But uh, as soon as he hikes the ball, it says your opponent has been kicked for griefing. Because in the infinite wisdom of Madden, they do not differentiate between assholes playing online, randos, and us playing a league game. Uh, the same way we don't get a second pause at all. Um, and if you can't call a play and you take too many um, delay of games, it'll do the same thing. It'll say they're griefing. Rather than, you know, them being a technical mess and taking and giving us, like, a way to deal with it, they're just like, nah, you're gone. So the game ended. Game ended 21-21. Uh, we were both, like, so emotionally spent that I said, hey, I really don't want to play again today. And I, but it was such a good game. Why don't we play the full game again tomorrow? It was all tied. You know, there was only a little bit of time left. Um, and I think it'll be fun to play again after that struggle. And he's like, okay. So I woke up today and he's got a message from me saying like, hey, when do you want to play? And I was like, let me, give me an hour. Because I have to like take care of the dogs and 
clean up a little because my girlfriend was having friends over and I was like, okay. 50 minutes later, I'm like, hey, almost exactly an hour. It was perfect. We play again. This time I don't throw seven interceptions, but I do open the game with a pick six. I throw it. I didn't think I threw it right to him, but I watched the replay after the game and it's like, he's got one. I don't even know how to describe it as a human being. My running back has the ball. He's catching it. And his guy's like slapping it out of his hands. But instead of slapping it, he like holds the ball, palms it, and then grabs it with his other hand. And it's like <laughs> an impossible catch. He runs it in for six. And like, this is how I start the game. I'm sure I, I ran it on first down for negative two yards or whatever. I also threw it to the wrong guy, I think, um, on the play because I was so freaking panicked. He has these outside rush blitzes he does. And they work like every time. I can't get anyone to block the outside freaking guy. And I've got, you know, like a 95 overall uh, right tackle that doesn't do shit. And I got my running backs. I try and get them to block. It doesn't do shit. I get my tight ends to block. It seems to do worse, actually. If I get a, if I get a tight end to block, it seems like the outside tackle is like, actually, this guy's got it. I don't need to worry about it. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the pick. Although, you really need to slow it down on the replay to see, like, the insanity of it. And, yeah, I threw it to the wrong guy. Uh, I got my buttons confused on that one from my panic. And I meant to throw it to the wide receiver, and I threw it to the running back. Um, anywho. So I'm like, okay, calm down, whatever. I come out the next set. I run it, and I get stuff immediately. And I look up after the game, and it's like some 70 overall DT is giving me fits <laughs> in the run game. I ran nine times, I think, for 11 yards. Something insanely bad. Uh trying to f I had it open I don't anymore anyway it was something like that I'm gonna say nine for 14 and I had a 10 yard run during the game too it was just every time I had someone who was blocking they would give up their block the second my running back got near them and it drove me nuts absolutely inc insane um and it wasn't even DeForest Buckner he has DeForest Buckner I don't think he made like <laughs> one tackle the whole game it was always someone else it was always like a linebacker or a defensive lineman who like just wasn't being blocked and making me insane that I couldn't run the ball at all. Um, and then if I tried to throw it, he would have this instant outside pressure to the point where I, I got so, so down. I wanted to like throw the controller against the wall. I wanted to quit the league. I wanted to burn everything to the ground. I was down 10, nothing and had a play where all of the play art like disappeared. All the, buttons above people's heads disappeared because I was down and the momentum thing did its fuck you thing. And I knew who I want to throw the ball to. I'm holding the button down and nothing's happening. And I take a big sack of like 15 yards and I'm like, the game won't even let me play. What is the point? I'm throwing my hands in the air and I'm like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck everything. Like it's so easy in this game to get unreasonably upset and just throw it away. I was watching the Vikings play the Packers last night and they started chewing clock with six minutes left in the game down I think 10 because it just feels so impossible sometimes to do anything and he ended up coming back within three points of of the lead but he chewed so much time out of the game that when he when he scored his final score there was only like a minute 50 left for him to try and get the ball back to do anything with so like he's real he realizes he's like oh, I can get the ball back, and he calls his timeouts, but the Packers get a first down to end it. Whereas there could have been like three or four minutes left at that point if he hadn't fucked around and 
actually gotten the ball back, maybe. I've, I've noticed few things in this league seem to make you a- as angry as bad clock management. Well, I just don't like people giving up more so yeah. because I've seen it enough times where someone comes back that I yeah. don't really think anyone's out of a game. The, the difference being this time, my buttons aren't working. What am I supposed to be doing? I literally can't right. throw the ball, and I'm just taking sack after sack. And if I run the ball, it's minus two yards every time because no one's blocking, even when I have three of the best goddamn linemen in the league. Anyway. So, at a certain point close to halftime, I have a, a realization after several punts back and forth. I'm like, even though I'm not able to move the ball at all, he has not scored an offensive touchdown yet in this game. In fact, he had not scored since I went down 10-0. It's only 10-0, and there's three minutes left in the house. Half, I have the ball. I'm like, look, even if I just get a field goal here, it's a one-score game, and like maybe he makes a mistake. You know, it happens. He's not, he's not doing the Bears thing. He's not you know, scoring every drive and making me lose my mind. I just need to calm down. I managed to score on that drive. I don't remember exactly what succeeded and what didn't, but I got a touchdown. He gets the ball back with like a minute 50 in the half and throws me a pick six. And suddenly I'm winning a game that I felt like I could do absolutely nothing correctly and was taking a sack or a minus run on every down. The, the momentum was still in his favor because the game fucking sucks, but uh, <laughs> uh, suddenly I'm winning right before the half. And so that got me like excited and like, uh, all right, calm, let's, let's chill. You know, let's change our strategy in the second half because clearly outside running wasn't working with my minus everything yards. Um, open up the first half and I get him to go. He goes all the way down to the end zone and then gets stuffed on a fourth and goal uh, where he handed it to Taysom Hill and Taysom didn't get it. So I'm at first down at my two yard line. I'm panicking because he has basically had unrelenting pressure on me every down of this game without even trying like I don't understand it because you'd think DeForest Buckner after his reputation in 22 would be my biggest concern but no Buckner's not doing anything it's everyone off the edge every game they just don't (laughs) my edge guys just don't block I don't understand it I have all these clips where I'm just like this little guy runs all the way around like like if you you it's like a, a spy game what's that splinter cell I feel like outside of their radius they don't see you anymore. And Outside so you just run. Cone. Yeah, yeah, there's a vision cone for the offensive <laughs> linemen. And if they, they have no peripheral vision, then like, okay. and they just lose them. Um, I call whatever play I call, and I'm immediately panicked. And I looked at the replay. No one was near me, but I was so panicked about taking a safety while I was up four that I just threw it to the flat because I was so desperate to not have the ball in the end zone. Watching the replay, I had a wide open tight end. It would have been like a 30-yard gain easily. Uh, Like, no one was on him. But because I was so scared, I didn't even look anywhere down the field. Like, a second I saw a halfback at the, like, two-yard line, I was like, you take it. So I throw it to that guy, and he makes, like, one guy miss. And then that tight end who was uh, wide open runs across the field to make a block. And then my wide receiver makes a block. And before you know it, I have a 98-yard touchdown pass that only traveled two yards <laughs> to my uh, running back's hands. Easily the longest play of this game for me. I, I can't remember any play over like 60 yards 
uh, especially with like broken tackles. Like, you know, like I get lucky if someone's open deep and I just throw it and they run in like, sure. I haven't seen anything like this. I have not had any long runs like you do where like they just chug down the field somehow. Just house it. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen for me. I don't know. I I was wondering how your running back finished with two catches for 98 yards. Now I know. Well, I wonder what the second catch was. (laughs) Probably a screen that didn't go anywhere. Oh, he did have a, that's true. That happened. Um, so I'm feeling good, and then uh, he starts having miracles happen. Like, uh, there was one play where I was, yeah, I was blitzing, and he did a QB design run, and everyone just like ignored him, even though their job is to tackle the quarterback. They like, they just didn't go after him. I even had like a user strong safety a foot away from him, and I hit X, and he just d- dives at the feet of like no- the running back on that play. Ugh. And he like kept getting fourth downs and third downs and moves down the field and gets the touchdown. And I'm like, fuck. And then he goes for two, um, which I knew where he was going to go with the ball, too. I like knew it. But the game had set it up so the guy who was covering the receiver is all the way on the other side of the field. So I like go to user him and bring him over. But they don't run. They don't run pre-snap. They just like side saddle around and so he could not get there in time he gets yeah. an easy two points and suddenly i'm only up three uh i may have missed something going on here anyway um i get three points he gets the ball back he goes down the field another dozen miracles where like a jump ball that if i threw would be intercepted every time but somehow he comes down with it uh some some other fucked up shit i just felt so like I felt like the game was, I read this all the time on Reddit, like the game decides what happens. I don't really believe that, but it felt that way. It felt like every contested catch he would catch and uh, every time I would touch the ball, I would drop it. And I saw so many big hits on Kamara where I thought he might fumble and he just never did. Uh, And he drives down the field, multiple fourth down completions to get it and scores with like 15 seconds left to take the lead. Um, I get the kickoff. I almost yeah. And so it. so okay. Uh, yeah. I I had this queued up because uh, walk us through the the ending sequence of this game. This is the kickoff. Right? Yeah, I this, thought I was going to return this actually. Uh, watching this kick return, I thought he had it. I maybe I hit the right trigger too early, but I felt like that big middle hole was There's there. Some space right there, yeah. Yeah, maybe I never really did actually now watching it. It looks like I was only ever going to get that far. But I thought a lot of people won't return the kick. And my thinking right. is, yeah, you lose that time. But what's more likely to happen is like one big play or one kick return. You know, we've seen so many kick returns. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 it seems like there's more in this version of bad, which I think is a good thing. Me but too. now you have, so you're down by one. Yeah. There's nine seconds left on the clock. You are at the 31. So what's your game plan here? Okay. The whole second half, which is where, like, it seemed like passing was working better for me. I was not getting hit as much, and I was able to roll out more successfully. The whole second half, my wide receivers running short was working, but not deep. And then I could get some tight ends free. The uh, big change that started working in the second half was Domingo DeFuss started getting on the field more. And I started concentrating on having him on the field because he was getting open. Um, he was, the Saints was, were uh, usering on whoever I threw over the middle of the field, which was very smart. 
because I'm usually looking over the middle of the field because I don't think anyone can get open on the sides of the field. Um, so he would chase whoever was there. So I put the, I think both tight ends across each other to make him make a choice. And then I just chucked it up to whichever one I thought was open. Although neither of them looked open when I started throwing it. Uh, yeah, you see the, the two tight ends are, are swiveling. Um, while I was hoping Sutton might get that post open. Uh, oh, so you're, you're thinking basically was he's going to use one of these guys. I'm going to hit the other one. Yes. And then see if I can get out of bounds or call timeout or whatever. Uh, okay, sneeze. Hold on. <coughs> Thank you. Um, so right here, no one's open and he's doing that thing. And it seemed like Mark Andrews got caught up on someone, which is actually what sp sprung him. Um, and then at the end, he missed the tackle, which probably would have saved 10 yards on that kick. I don't think I could have hit from 65. So that was really lucky. And I definitely couldn't run another play. I mean, I only got the timeout with one second left. Yeah, one second. The game almost ended right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really have a strategy because I don't have any, any plays that I trust at all. <laughs> it was just where can I go where he won't be using and my wide receivers don't get open deep. So it's got to go to a, a tight end probably. And it was just which one. Um, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> don't feel good about giving up a, a 10-point lead or whatever uh, off of a dozen miracles. Um, but it was super fun to play. I wish I could play every week with the Saints. Um, the first game was not like the second game. And I hope I play him again. Um, but neither of us are probably going to make the playoffs, so probably won't matter. And yeah, I don't... I don't yeah, go ahead. Well, so I was going to say, I, 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 I want to pick your brain a little bit um, because I, I'm very curious about what goes through your head pre-snap. Because uh, like different people play Madden very, very differently. It's something, it's something that I found in Madden 22 was because they had a much slower pace of play. Um, I could be pretty effective, like dropping back to pass and just taking some time to like effectively see who gets open, right? Um I don't think that works in Madden 23. Um, I think that, like... No, because nobody only... gets open. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and so I would, you know... The only way I've been able to throw fewer interceptions is by, like, re really taking time to make pre-snap reads um, and having an idea where I want to go with the ball. Sort of like what you did with uh, those tight ends, right? Where you, you, you say to yourself, okay, I, I'm going to watch this unfold, and if this, then this, or if this, then this, right? Um, and so I've got a couple of plays of yours queued up, and I wonder if you could just, like, kind of walk me through... You're going to have um, to describe them, though, because this is an audio podcast, mostly. Well, I know we're, I know uh, we're streaming, but I'm just saying you got to be able to describe. Yeah, uh, put, put it in the, uh, the, the Palace of the Mind's Eye. All right, so here we, we have you lined up in a heavy formation. Looks like you've got a outside run to the right called. Um, you have, uh, looks like two tight ends. Um, I'm going to correct you. That's an okay. offensive lineman. That's uh, Beecham. Ooh, six offensive linemen, a man after my yeah. heart. All right. So I, in the balanced playbook only, there's a formation where you can have six offensive linemen. And I'm not, uh, I don't use the balanced playbook anymore. This was two games ago. I struggled yeah. horribly against the Dolphins, and so I immediately switched off of it. But I'm interested in seeing that Beecham and Andrews have A over them in this, meaning they're both the A receiver. So I That's wonder real. what would have what would have happened on a on a pass. If you here. called something, yeah. yeah. 
just okay. going to save some time for people. There is no other playbook that has that formation, so you should not go looking for it. Presumably, you could put it in a custom playbook if you were so You cannot. Inclined. You cannot. Oh, really? There are certain wow. formations that are only in the five generic playbooks, and they are not available uh, in custom playbooks either, and this is one of them. All right. So, uh... Uh, anyway, so you you looks like you you've called the stretch play to the right hand side where you have the additional offensive lineman. You've got the uh, the tight end out there. Now, according to the little like box reader, uh, you don't have a personnel advantage. Um, and so we're, we're gonna let the, the play play out. You you hand it off. You run it to the right side. You you hit a gap. And so you the reason I want, wanted to pull this one up is that um, you complain that you that you're not running the ball well and you guys aren't blocking the uh, second play of the game really, justin <laughs> I, well, i'm just saying i think i think outside running is significantly more effective than inside running in madden 21 i'm uh, sorry in, in madden 23 um and uh you know we, you were talking a couple weeks ago about how you like how you wanted to build this like uber inside offensive line unit and just push blow the guys up like off the ball every time and it i, I just it's i think that's fairly ineffective and i think that uh uh that's a perfect example of like why outside running is so much better, even well, when you don't have. I'll, I'll have, like, correct you there. Advantage. I'll tell you exactly why. Outside running is great if you're good at running. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> I look at the blocks. I don't see which way they're getting pushed, and I'll take a three-yard loss on an outside run. If I run inside, I only have to make one read, which hole, and then I hit that hole, and someone will either tackle my guy or not tackle my guy, and. You know, I could make a second decision from there. But if I'm on the outside, I have to watch three linemen and see if any of them lose their block. One of them will because they don't fucking block. And even on that stretch play you just showed, I went inside the block when it's supposed to go outside. Perfect read. It was a, it was a perfect read of a stretch play. It's, so, you, like you, you I had six say, offensive linemen. Yeah. So there, that's key. So uh, I also wanted to, to bolt this one because I'm really curious. So you're right now, you're up at the line, you're making some audibles. Looks like you've lined up um, with a offset eye formation with the, um, um, looks like one wide, one wide receiver, uh, the fullback to the uh, left side of the quarterback, the running back straight back. And you're shifting through a couple of audibles. Um, and I think you eventually settle on this uh, with uh, the, the tight end running and uh, a, a deep out route. And Sutton running a, a deep uh, cut in route. So, what are you looking at pre-snap to to decide where you want potentially want to go with the ball here? Um, I guess Andrews. Looking at him, it looks like it's covered two. Yeah. So, if it's covered two and he's being guarded by a linebacker, maybe he can make that spot. Otherwise, I'll probably dump it off to Trumbull underneath because the guy will be going high with him. And oh, that is blurry. <laughs> there we go. And, and so, so like, there's that one to enter. So, now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Like, isn't the whole point of cover two that, like, uh, that safety is going to cover, like, that spot on the field? Isn't that, like, exactly where he's going to go sit? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I was trying to hit him underneath. Mm. I don't All know. Right. This is boring. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't, I, I, this see, is a bad... I, I think this is, this is super interesting. I, I just want to figure out, like, how your how your brain works. Like, you know, you you say that these um, plays don't work, but then you also change your playbook. Like, you're changing your clothes. You're, you reshuffle your offensive line. Like, well, I don't play. think that's fair. I'm changing my playbook because I had...
excuse me, um, because I had a custom book last season and I felt like I was only using the same plays over and over again. Whereas what I wanted to be doing was uh, using Ask Madden more than Ask Favorites. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I guess the, the the reason why I wanted, wanted to like look at a couple of plays and kind of ask the way that you you break them down is is I'm I'm curious about how players in this league determine like what plays they're going to call and where they're going to go with the ball. Like I use a custom playbook, uh, which means I can't rely on Ask Madden at all. And so for me, and we talked about this, like the biggest thing that I look at is I look at the situation, right? You know, if whether or not I should, I think I should be running or passing. And then I look at the plays that have honestly the most like average yards when I attempt to run them, because I know even if let's say I'm running a ISO out of I, you know, I've got four or five different I formations and like for whatever reason, two of them always go for like negative one yards and one of them goes for like six yards to carry. And I don't know why, uh, and it drives me crazy that I don't know why, but that seems to be just how Madden works, where it's like, oh, the wide receiver on the other end of the field is positioned off the line, therefore your center can push the tackle off the ball or something like that. So, so anyway, that's what I'm trying to figure out, is like the science behind the decision-making. Yeah, uh, not every play pre-snap I know what's going to happen. So, you know, maybe someone's open that I'm not expecting uh, or because they're doing Q Q4 that like the middle of the field is open on like that uh, in route from Sutton, for example. Um, but I can't tell you what I knew was going to happen on that play. The, the problem is if I thought people could get open, I would run all sorts of plays. But yeah. The issue is like, okay, I look at a route and I go, that guy won't be open pre-play, no matter what. And so I don't even look on that side of the field, because I know running a straight line, if it's not Jamison Williams, he's not going to get open. And I don't know what the I, science I, is there. Like, I feel like my guys should be fast enough to beat uh, a CB five points slower than them in speed. But it seems like watching someone like the Lions or the Raiders... Uh, the only thing that's different is they throw it as far as they can, whether the guy's open or not, and then his guy just runs catches all up. the way. He runs 70 yards to get it, whereas yeah, I'm, I'm trying to got, give a guy like a three-yard lead, right, and he, never, he never gets yeah. the separation to do it. You know, you, know, you know what I feel like happens to me every time I try to throw the pass deep is they hit the defensive back. And then they lose all momentum, right? Like the the wide receiver like slows down to half of his speed, never gets past the defensive back, even if he is arm, like he gets arm barred. Yeah, like Anthony Schwartz has ninety seven speed. He's never run past anybody in his life, never once in in this Madden. Because um, as, as soon as he he touches them, it's like they're you know the opposite ends of Velcro, and then uh, they're you know married for life. Right, and the thing the thing you see on TV that's different is someone will run their route and then run a different route, you know? Like, yeah. they'll do a crosser, and then they'll get there, and then they'll run across the field again and to shake their guy after their route's over. We don't have that kind of uh, creativity, mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's we don't, that's we don't have enough. guys who sit when they're open. We don't have guys who will run again when they're not. Um, they just wait until the end of the route and then stand there and waiting for you to be upset, which I am um, almost every time. <laughs> 
but they never get open. Not enough for me to throw it like I did to Andrews to, to win that game, which is like, they talk about NFL open versus college open uh, yeah. when they talk about quarterbacks in real life. And like, I get that. If that's the game we're playing, like, okay, the problem is... All your guys are NFL open? All my guys are NFL open. When I throw them NFL completions, they're not catching yeah. it either. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, I, I feel like all my opponents are college open, right? They're, they're running free, mm-hmm. like nobody on them. All right, I'm like, I, I, I know you don't love this. I want to put up one more. Um, so uh, here, this is very clearly a cover two look. You have four wide receivers up. You have uh, you're running back to the right of the quarterback, and you have um, Juju Smith-Schuster and T.Y. Hilton on a couple of deep out routes. Yeah. So you look at this and like, I think like, the there's safe... a one million percent chance that Juju Smith-Schuster is about to be wide open. I'm thinking then... he's going to be open, oh, and if it's Q4, that uh, Sutton will be open on the underneath instead. All right. So. Uh... Working around it, and in particular, I'm thinking as soon as Smith Schuster breaks, right? Linebackers on him, and then break, boom, wide open. Well, what but happened? <laughs> I got right. sacked. And that's the and damn roll, it roll it back, roll it back, roll it back. I want to see where was the blocking on this play. All right, so uh, we're rolling it back. If you're a listener, to see what happened, uh, left the left tackle as they seem to do in this game, just ignores the the edge rusher. Well, he gets a hand on him at least. Yeah. So edge rusher looks like puts a little a, a little move on him, like a a, a little uh, rip or something. Yeah. And I'll also add up. that even though he's being guarded by a linebacker, Juju Smith-Schuster gets totally pressed to the inside, so he can't make his outside <laughs> like, cut. I, yeah, no, I, I I feel like every time they touch somebody, they lose momentum. But like you know, as soon as he makes the break, though, boom, he's right open, wide open right there. And you right? can so see like me the, throw the ball, but I don't get you, it out. As soon as you go for the wind up. Like that's that's where you get killed by the the pass rusher, right? It, it it definitely seems like this is very much a like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't game. Like you know, it's really hard to like find a window to throw into, and like I see... the one goddamn time there's a window, you have a pass pressure in your face. I see people make that throw every time against me, and I never can. I can't hit a corner to save my life. Um, and like there's just some things that I'm not able to replicate that I see other people doing, like running a streak or running a corner or running the ball uh for whatever reason i just want to watch the replay of dak getting killed a couple of times yeah uh, and then, right then there's like the football instinct within us also which says he's being covered by a linebacker in man coverage he should be able to shake him he should be able to win no matter what right he should not be like it'd be one thing if he was running a, a five-yard button hook and like, yeah, oh, exactly. the linebacker can stay on him. But first, look at the speed on those guys. He doesn't like get separation even on the break. Uh, I'm throwing him further so that he yeah. can like fall out of bounds with it. The linebacker's on him the whole time, and the linebacker gets the leverage on the press, which I should think the linebacker's press coverage rating is going to be like 50 <laughs> compared to like, Juju's 80 release. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make. It doesn't make sense anymore to me. Like, I'm not a football coach, but, like, I watch enough on TV to know concepts like that. To know, like, inside break versus outside break. To know press versus uh, off coverage. um, Inside, outside shade. You know, these things that certain... Which should be an enormous mismatch just from a skill set. It should be. That's why why pre-play I'm looking at him. The problem is, and what's messing with my head, is I look at that pre-play... Other games pre-play, that would have been an advantage. 
this year they don't even have the little button to show you the advantages. They took that out of the game. Left trigger, oh, pre-play. That, yeah. yeah, it used to show you release, route running, speed yeah, versus the plus their coverage. Yeah. And that's gone. Probably was like some visual bug they didn't want to fix, you know. Um, I don't give a shit. I think pulling that, that out that's is... What, that's what makes warehouses appear on the field. <sighs> sure, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm so dejected. But the point is like, even if that's an incompletion, it should be an incompletion because the safety gets there yeah. or because I get sacked or, you know, like he trips and falls down. He, the linebacker there, and I'd love to look up who that was. Can you bring that up again so I can see their number or something? Is that possible to see who that is? Any idea? No? Any yeah, I idea? can't quite make it out. Maybe from the replay? That was that was the sack. Is there a replay? No. Okay. At least nothing that shows that. So yeah, it's the. Well, let's say for for shits and giggles that that's rookie Kenny Harper, who is their best cover linebacker. He also happens to be white and looked like a white guy, right? <laughs> I'm just to be. He looked like a white guy. Uh, 86 speed. Um, which Juju's not that fast either. Uh, it's like an 89 or something. Yeah. 65 man coverage, 29 press. Did that look like 29 press to you? <laughs> I'm like, who? Uh, it does not. In fact, let me, let me take one step further because we're just guessing about who it is. I'm going to go to the player search. I'm going to say they need to be a linebacker on the Dolphins. Okay. And then I'm going to add filter let's not even filter let's just look at all their linebackers the best press linebacker they have is 52 52 press that guy looked like he was fucking sauce gardener he was pushing him like inside the field the whole play uh, yeah dominated him on the line of scrimmage for sure. absolutely dominant and like i'm not saying you can't get a lucky play every now and again the problem is is it doesn't feel like the outlier it feels like the rule yeah. It feels like everyone gets demolished in press, except the three players with 99 speed who can just run down the field as soon as they break that press. And then you have a, a, a week, like we did this week, the Lions had, I think, 500 yards receiving and five touchdowns with Jamison Williams, and they were all on streaks because there's yeah. just nothing he could do to stop it. Somehow the Lions lost that game. But like the point is, those players have this magic ability of running free, and I watch TV, you know, uh, Jamar Chase can do that. Lots of people without 99 speed can do that. No one, I can't find anyone to do that. Sutton has 95 speed. I can't get him a yard downfield. Uh, if you watch the whole Saints game today, I think I tried four times and he never got past Asante Samuel, who was like a five-point yeah. speed differential. Like, What's the point of having the speed? Like, You either need to be 99 or be Cooper Cup and have all 99 ratings that you're, you're route running or something. I'm ranting. I know it. And I think I just bit my tongue real hard, too. You ranted um, so hard you put yourself on injured reserve. Yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun segment. Thank you. Pas Padre in our chat says, It goes against our instincts, but step up in the pocket instead of drifting back. It buys you more time to make the throw. And that, that might be true, but uh, I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that. Because <laughs> I've tried that, too, and then the defensive tackle just gets me self-control for that either yeah yeah ho hopefully the people watching were able to uh 
uh, get something out of it. What we're about to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I just thought that would be a fun change of pace to look at it. Because I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, uh, I wish I trusted passing more. I mean, that's the biggest reason why I went all in on um running in season one. Um, I want to run. I, no one yeah. like you don't see it statistically. Oh. But, like, in you, 2011... You know, you know what works great <laughs> is having a 99 overall X-Factor running back with 95 speed and 99 trucking? Mm-hmm. Just do that. Just sure. Do that. You'll in, be right. Like, this, this league is more than a decade old. When we were playing back then, I was a run-first team. Absolutely. My favorite thing in the world is getting the blocks to line up, hitting a hole, and then poof, there they go. And I, would, I was always a power runner, you know? Like, my worst seasons were when I traded for... Uh, Chris Johnson, um, but like guys like Arian, Arian Foster, like, Brandon Jacobs, like those are my guys. I actually like elusive running better. I like the the speed and like I prefer juking to trucking. But like mm. you know, obviously you you do what Chubb does. But like yeah, I I but the reason why I I like sold off all my wide receivers, I jettisoned all my quarterbacks is because I don't I I don't have a lot of faith in throwing and not throwing five interceptions a game and it's like that's why i went all in on the run and now i'm like just slowly peeling back on i'm not expecting just just a little bit not expecting 10 yard carries every play i'm not expecting five yard carries every play but i want to like feel like i'm learning something from what i'm doing and i don't i like the best example is the the clip i posted in the discord today which is like i had a everyone was blocked i did not hit the right trigger which is some magic bullshit to disengage the block (laughs) <laughs> and my 90 overall guard just lets go of a 71 overall defensive tackle the second my running back gets within a foot of him. And I should be like, first of all, sprint, making blocks stop is stupid. That should be the point I sprint. I should be sprinting through a hole to get oh, for sure. through the well, hole. And I, I, I don't think that that works that way on running plays. I, I think that that's purely on a passing play when you hit that button um, that basically everything collapses on you um let's see do we have that picture anywhere well, i also can't yeah. like you know if i have dak and i see a hole in the middle i still can't run through it you know like a delay yeah. tv escape doesn't work for me either yeah so um as you know uh, not not that i'm the ultimate authority on running just because i got lucky and ha- got nick chubb but like i i don't like any kind of draw play i don't like toss plays i don't like um pretty much anything where somebody needs to pull uh generally like it's like a trap I, I don't run traps right because I, I i do traps believe, and I in 21 were my favorite play and i thought like that money aggressively oh all, all day long with traps in 21 um but i i do i mentioned this in chat i i think there is something that happens where there is some kind of proximity around engaged defensive players where if a runner enters that proximity they have a shot to do a quick shed and tackle. And I think that's what happened with your running back. You know, the lineman had the the defensive lineman totally posted up, right? Like textbook, perfect. You can see a beautiful north-south gap. Um, and, that should you know, be the I mean, point where I sprint away. Yeah, like it's like you should you should be able to square up, put your foot in the dirt, and go, right? Like that's logically how football works. Um, but that's not how Madden works. And something that, that, I, that I mentioned that I've had to do um, – that I, I think helps a lot in running is like imagine that radius around things like like you know like the those football drills where like they're running you know circles like around like big dummies and things like that like I treat it like that like I give everything a wide berth I pretend that every defensive lineman has 10 foot long arms and I need to stay out of the range of that um and I'm willing to bet and there's no way to prove it but I'm willing to bet that if uh, your running back had stayed like an extra 
couple of feet away from that guy, that that imaginary circle that exists in the code in the game would not have been triggered, and he would not have been able to shed that block. I think he was literally able to shed that block mm. because the running back got close enough to him. I don't know. I know there's uh, also a move they added this year, which I have not learned how to do, which is where you can plant your foot as a running back to move. Uh, it's supposed to be the left, left trigger. trigger. Left trigger. So I, I, I hit that thing a lot. Um, I have no idea and, how to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what it, what it sounds like. You, just, you hit the left trigger. And there used to be a way to do it in Madden 21 that was way more complicated, which like literally involved moving the football from one arm to the other while you're making your cut, because that would mm. change the angle of your cut. Um, now you like you literally do that. So like here, like I would run this like a, I would run it like a counter, basically, what, what you had, which is like I would come to the left to give that guy as wide a berth as possible. And then rather rather than turning like north south, I would I would aim for the pylon like and just try and like stay in between everybody as much as possible and keep that distance because i think as soon as you're in that radius they're going to make a move and they're going to bring you down um right uh so next i have the eagles who won our won my division last year uh we played two very different games last season the first he threw six picks to me and i i blew him out like 40 to 10 and afterwards i i, I remember dming him being like you okay like i thought he was going to quit over it uh <laughs> And then the next game, I threw, I think, a dozen interceptions and never had a chance and uh, didn't make the playoffs because of it. So it goes back to that theme. That theme of what's driving me crazy is I cannot find any consistency or any understanding of what I do that changes game to game to, like, change, you know, the Giants, the Saints, the Dolphins. It's, like, so up and down. I don't feel like I have any control. Yeah, I, I still I, I I urge you. I think uh, it is absolutely true that like uh, an imperfect playbook executed well is way better than trying to constantly search for the, the ideal playbook. Um, like I, I urge you, like figure figure out your line, figure out a playbook, and then rather than like changing that, like figure out what fifteen plays in that playbook actually work. Because I think that's like really what you're missing is like uh, the collecting enough data in your playbook to to be able to like make these determinations. Uh, so that's that's just you know, as a fellow league coach, that's my recommendation to you. Uh, I'm gonna so say that like, this covers our like broken data. shit segment as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm curious though, as a as a uh, intro to the trade deadline, we both made a lot of trades in season one. Know, knowing what we know now, what do you think you would do differently? And I bring, I added this once we started talking about Parsons specifically, yeah. uh, because he's been so ineffective for you. Yeah, boy, I, I, mean, I still stand by the, the Parsons trade because he's also pretty inexpensive, and um, that we was should move him off the line, regardless of you yeah. know, just because he's got good cover skills as well. Like his, he's a better threat. He's a better addition to your team off the defensive line. Yeah, and then maybe uh, I, use I, the Cowboys' defensive playbook. I definitely need to figure out what I, what I need to uh, do there. I think that um, like I I like the moves I've made on the offensive line, including like trading people that I I had traded for because I didn't think they quite fit or I could get younger. Um, I think what I wish I had done um, was try to keep at least one more good wide receiver on the team. I think that. Um, the fact that all of my guys are like 70s dudes um is is holding me back a lot i think that you know i probably top out at 
maybe being able to pass for 150 yards in a game without risking a ton of interceptions. Um, and I don't think I can do more than that with my current personnel. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, I, I used Carson Wentz last year as my quarterback, which is, you know, I got the Norm Carson Wentz experience. And in hindsight, I wish I had tried to trade for somebody's, like, backup quarterback, like a 65 overall guy with some, like, okay attributes, um, and start, like, developing now. Because I think being behind a whole year of quarterback development is really going to uh, have a negative impact on how high I can reach offensively. Eh, I doubt it. I don't see your quarterback developing at all, so I wouldn't stress about it. Oh, good. Thanks. What, what a dick. 65 overall, normal, nobody. I just uh, traded for him. He's, he's played one game. And I will say, like... That it was a bad trade! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that I agree. So, uh, my, my plan... Well, obviously you so, don't, or you wouldn't have done it. I'm, I'm saying, right. like, well, there are so many good backup quarterbacks. Why was that the one that you, like, honed in on as the guy to be the guy? I didn't understand that at all. And you paid a, handsomely for it, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, I... So... Like you could have gotten Jalen Hurts for the same second. You could have gotten that well, guy in Tampa Bay. You still could, actually, I, if you want the guy I, in Tampa I Bay. Want, I, I wouldn't want Jalen Hurts. Uh, so I, you know, n- not to reveal, like, too much of my, like, conversations, but I've had conversations with a lot of people about their quarterbacks, right? And a lot of folks um, who are um, still on rookie deals um, that I could af- afford to bring in, but they would all be up for renewal after next year. And I don't want to pay the money for for that. So I'm I was specifically looking for somebody who was going to be on a rookie contract for the rest of Madden. Um, I want somebody with a higher with a higher throw power. And I will say, like the quarterback that I drafted this year has been playing pretty well for me. So this is actually just partially just motivated by like what's his name? Out on, on all these fun trades. Uh, Campbell, I think, was his last name. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been really good for me this year. Um, but my plan was to go and and so like this is where i have absolutely screwed up and i have i have messed up and it's 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 gonna bite me i went all in on my scouting on quarterbacks i was thinking this is gonna be the year i draft a quarterback right so i'm gonna have my national scout be a quarterback guru i'm gonna have like local scouts in like quarterback heavy markets like focused in on that uh and then i was like no i don't want to spend a first round draft pick on a quarterback i don't care like how good their stats are i don't use the quarterback enough for it to be worthwhile and so i changed my mind i'm like okay how can i not spend my first round draft pick on a quarterback i'm just going to trade for somebody with with good specs i have three or i had three second round picks um so uh i was like all right if i get rid of one of those i can keep my first round pick to use for something more fun um and so i also just had you know excess picks there and so i went for it and i i I just don't it's hoover that i don't get trading a pick to get a quarterback i understand why was this the guy you looked for is what I don't understand. He's like he doesn't stand out to me as any kind of interesting. Yeah. So for uh, uh, high throw power, high speed, um, I'm hoping to be able to get outside of the pocket, um, and I'm hoping that by doing so, I can open up the inside of the offensive line a little bit for some more like inside running. Um, and the reason I looked at him in the first place is that Lamar Jackson just signed that big extension. So I knew that he was uh, not the quarterback of the future on his team. So I figured I could probably, you know, make a cold call effectively and make an offer. And like, you know, initially I was like, hey, is this guy available? He said no. I'm like, well, you know, they're writing up on a piece of paper and slide it across the table. What about for this? And he's like, yeah, this is stupid. Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, that should have been your hit. He said it was stupid. Actually, it was stupid, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, and so, you know, I... I love drafting. I love team building. At this, 
Uh, and I love it enough that I will absolutely shoot myself in the foot a couple of times just to make a move, uh, just because I like making moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, based on his, like, attributes, as much as I like the way that Campbell was playing after drafting this year, I knew he wasn't my quarterback of the future. And so I I wanted to get to developing who I thought would be my guy sooner rather than later. So I get that. I think I would do the same thing if, if we were starting over where I would look for a QB that uh, – would play all four seasons to develop, mm-hmm. you know, not, yeah. I wouldn't want a rookie in season three. Uh, certainly not unless they're one right. of those generational and guys that, who started 85 or whatever. But and that was part of my thinking. And just from what I've been able to see of quarterbacks, I think last year's quarterback class is way better than this year's. Um, so I also didn't want to like go in on all, all on it and then just end up with like, I don't know who's the dude that played on 87 different teams in the last Madden. I think I drafted him initially. Um, oh, I remember but, that. Know, yeah. The, but you know, the, the, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. Vagabond, the next I got him son. for a minute. The Packers had him mm-hmm. for a minute. The Saints had him for a minute. I remember all of that. Oh, yeah, he made all the stops. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he ever started anywhere, even though he was a first-round pick. <laughs> Thorne. Sam Thorne. Sam Thorne. Yeah, the yeah. legend of, of The legendary travels. Sam Thorne. Traveled everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I remember grabbing him, I think, in the last season, and my goal was just as a backup, but I had, two, I had two backups. I had Mariota to do fake field goals with, and I never did one. And I had him to be like the actual backup. And then I, I think I cut him for cap before the end of the season. <laughs> so he didn't even make it. He, he, he's probably the OC at some Division two college somewhere nowadays. Right. He's calling, he's calling plays at Colorado State now. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, what about you? Uh, are there, there moves that... Uh... You you look back on and you don't feel so good about. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, the biggest blockbuster trade would be what I gave to you. Um, and I don't, I don't feel like the offensive lineman ever really worked out the way I'd hoped. Uh, and certainly, you know, I immediately had to trade Amari Cooper uh, for cap reasons once I realized what I'd done. <laughs> he was like an add-on, <laughs> almost afterthought. And then when I had him, I was like. Oh, this is gonna fuck me up. I, that's I why I got. That's why I moved on from him. But again, that's one where I, I, if there's a way to keep him, I, I maybe should have looked at it. I will say, I do have one regret from that trade, <clears throat> and that is the fact that Tyron Smith, who's like a 95 overall tackle, has like a 79 injury rating, and so he gets hurt mm. every single game, mm. every game. Like I, you know, I, I, I keep training. Uh, you know. He, he never has to practice, right? I always, you know, have the backup in, and I keep training up the backup, and the backup keeps racking up experience points because he's playing two-thirds of the snaps every game. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I probably would have traded least... Dak in Season 1, yeah. seeing how easy it is to acquire a quarterback in Season 2 if I really wanted to. But also, like, Davis Mills is leading the league in passing, you know? It doesn't take... If you know what you're doing, which I don't, like... You don't need a good quarterback. That, that's a lot of it. Like, you can give me Patrick Mahomes, but dude's losing his X Factor by week six. Um, Not our Mahomes. <laughs> oh, you mean if you had him? Yeah, if I had him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think I would probably keep uh, Diggs. I forgot his, his first name. Trevin? Devon? No. Trevon? Oh, Trayvon, yeah. Trayvon? Um, yeah. I traded him for Calais Campbell and Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton's great, but... Uh, I've been searching for like a second corner since then. And even if I just played Diggs at safety, which I like, he has great zone coverage. He probably could have, uh, 
it would have given me a lot of flexibility on the field to keep to keep digs. I think I probably would have not done that. Uh, I wish I had taken you up on the chance to send you like a late pick for the fullback that I have before mm-hmm. you cut him because <clears throat> he's amazing. I love him, um, but I have to sign him to an extension because uh, yeah. I don't get his rookie contract. Um, but he's he's great. He's like he's all blocking. That's all he does. He's just blocking stats through the roof. Yeah, my draft. <laughs> I have regrets in the draft. I should have moved up one position to get the uh, the linebacker I wanted, which is the one who. Just jammed up Juju Smith-Schuster like a moron. Um, uh, elite press uh, linebacker, apparently. Yeah, elite press linebacker, <laughs> Jerry Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, reg- the draft is full of regrets because I was I followed like a draft guide from an idiot, and he was like completely wrong about everything. I had written off the entire safety class of our draft this season based on this guy's guide telling me like everyone was average, and then. Pretty much everyone in the draft has been at safety is great. Like yeah. five great safeties went in this draft, and I ignored all of them because of this draft guide. And I wanted a it safety. It was a weirdly good safety class. Like, <laughs> and, and they they did not look good uh, pre-draft. Like, I I I only had a couple on my board. Um, and like, and I do, I think I think you do the same thing. Like, I do I do a, a complete board. Like, I go every position. I used I got to. A... I'm too tired now. I get I'm it. Tired just, of being I wrong. Love... I love team building. Um, I, I like I've I haven't started my new board yet, but like once we get a little bit more data, wasn't again, it's, wasn't that's the reason the, part of the game I like the best? Wasn't the reason that Ozzy Chris was on this show last week to talk about his draft preparation, and I don't think it came up even once. I, I don't recall him mentioning. You don't that, remember I that? Love to hear about it. Yeah, he I mean, kept I, I, saying I, I, like, I, I, like I, I, have me on the show, and the I'll show. tell you how to draft. Is how I remember. it. <laughs> Like, and I, I, I think I had a good draft. Like, I, I think for what it's worth, Daddy League said I had the best draft, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm – and, you know, my, my rookies are all playing. Like, my entire, like, interior of my defense is rookies, and they're great. I love them. Yeah, I mean, I have sour grapes because it wasn't the position I wanted, but the defensive end I got is spectacular. Like, oh, I you do – you should, you should let me have – turn to me. Uh, Sure. Uh, his name is Stefan Scott. He's probably more of a defensive tackle, um, but he's got like 78 speed, so it's not like the end of the world. He'll probably be my Demarcus Lawrence replacement one day. Um, but he's just not who I wanted because the guy I wanted went one pick earlier. So, And that happened to me twice in the draft, too. I, I got It was like the fifth round, I think, the Broncos took the guy I wanted one pick ahead of me. It's like, you waited 200 picks to take the guy I wanted. Unbelievable. And he, he was going to be a kick returner. Um, I think it was Falk. It was a wide receiver named Falk. He was going to be a kick returner. And he is the kick returner in Denver, and he's doing very well. And I'm not jealous Man. because I, I have, I think his name is Deontay Darby, uh, who, you know how the game somehow, like, just randomly spits out 99 attributes yep. sometimes? Uh, he has 99 carry as a rookie. Uh, and I made him my kick returner because he had a good kick return and 99 He's carry. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, good. I'll I'll start returning kicks. Let's see what He's happens. Actually, not fumbling. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, have 95 he, speed like other kick returners, but you, you know what's you know what move I don't regret was trading my kicker. Uh, even though for fourth whatever reason that's pick. that set the league on fire and everybody was like mad and wanted to veto like hardly use my kicker. I don't score enough points anyway, and right. like. And what you get in the sixth round in the draft 
does ninety eight percent of all the same stuff. So, I mean, you could have drafted that fullback. I'm pretty sure I took him in the fourth. <laughs> True. Fourth, the fourth is where I take my risks. So the first three, I want to be sure about my picks. And the fourth, I'm like, here's a defensive tackle. He had all elite attributes, but all F uh, like ratings. I'm gonna draft yeah, him in the fourth. So like. You know, it's like, oh, he's, you know, uh, he is a defensive tackle who is lowly rated, but he ha- is, like, one of the fastest, and his best move is his, like, f- finesse pass rush move. Mm. I'll take a shot on that guy, right? He he, he might be an inside pass rusher with a good swim move or something. I think I cut everyone in my draft except for Scott, uh, to be honest, but it worked out, mostly. I mean, he, the guys made it on other teams. It's just, I didn't want a, a punter, a superstar punter who can't use his superstar ability. Uh, I I remember that I was about to draft that punter when you took him. You could have traded for him. <laughs> could have, but I didn't. Yeah, uh, he's on the Commanders now on like a nine-year contract, uh, <laughs> which is insane. But good. Yeah, whatever you get. You mean that's what I wanted with the kicker was I'll set it and forget it. This is the guy. I move on. I don't think about this position ever again. You know, he doesn't cost enough money to ever cut him, and the idea that I'll ever find a better one is unlikely. So. That's exactly I mean, why I wanted rookies at both positions, because I yeah. want them on rookie contracts for all of Madden. Um, and then the fullback, I had Andy Jan- Janovich, who's a really good fullback. Not that I know how to use him. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the rookie one, I was like, look, maybe make this team, but like the other guy's already this good, so what's the difference to me? Anyway, I'm going to call that a show. We didn't get to a I bunch of shit, show. but that's okay. Uh, our apologies to uh, Lindsey Buckingham, who did not uh, <laughs> make it. Um, but for anyone in the audience who's not in our league, which I know is a rarity, but it does happen, uh, we are always looking for new people to join us. You can find the form to sign up at twitter.com slash 4THSL or 4THSL. Um, we have an open team right now, uh, although we are always looking to grow the wait list because people come and go at random times. And it's great if your name is on a list where we go, hey, guess what? You're in suddenly. And it's very sudden. Um, and I know it sounds like we hate this game, but it's only because we do. Uh, it has nothing to do with each other for the most part. Uh, Justin, is there anything you would like to mention before we go? Uh, Hawks game starts shortly. Go Hawks. Right, NFL. Forgot about them playoffs. Go Seahawks. All right. Bye, everybody.